Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Your Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The sun, we are told, shines on the good and the evil alike. And the rain falls on the unjust as well as the just. Rain and sun, water and light. Without them, nothing can grow in the garden of life. And so it all comes down to this. Since we may nurture the flowers of good or the blossoms of evil, which shall we choose to cultivate? I must say, you take this rather calmly. Shouldn't I? Well, you've just been informed that you've been reduced to poverty. That's merely a temporary condition. Oh, then you do have other assets. I have one other asset. Hmm, and may I ask what that is? Certainly. It's you. Me? Yes, you. Between us, we shall conquer the world. drama, Virtue is Its Own Reward, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. by Mr. Robert Burton, who was a contemporary of Mr. William Shakespeare, and no mean phrase maker himself. Mr. Burton polished off a series of little gems that included Pennywise, Pound Foolish, and Birds of a Feather Flocked Together, which should prove he was a gentleman of great wisdom and deep perception. Mr. Burton also said, Every man has a good and a bad angel attending him all his life long. If that proposition was good enough for Mr. Robert Burton, it should certainly be good enough for us. Is that a fact? I'm not out to take anything away from Brother Burton, whoever he was, but as far as I'm concerned, my man is an old-time Roman you never heard of, a fellow named Silius Italicus. And he said, Virtue is its own reward. Yes, sir, that's what he said. And I happen to be stuck with it. Now, I suppose you will want to know who I am. Well, we'll get to that shortly. The fact is, you really can't appreciate me until you meet my client, Mr. Junius K. Barley. And where is he now? In his office and up to his old tricks again. Yes? Who? Ah, yes, Miss Minder. Miss Minzer, after he's in here a couple of three minutes, uh, ring my phone, will you? What for? What do you care what for? Just ring the phone. I don't pay you to ask questions. Just to follow instructions. Now, send him in. Uh, women. Ah, Mr. Lamb. 
I'll see here, Mr. Junius K. Barley. Won't you have a chair? Uh, to what do I owe the honor of this visit? I have a bill here. Yes, that does look like a bill. It's for water. Uh, do you question the accuracy of the bill, Mr. Lamb? Oh, I question the legitimacy. Why do I have to pay for water? Well, that should be obvious. You're using it. You can't send me a bill for using my own water. You are 100% correct. While I cannot send you a bill for using your own water, I am entitled to charge you for using mine. Yours? You happen to be drawing water from the Armagansett stream. Well, that's on my property, the property you sold me. True. But I didn't sell you the water rights. Well, this is the craziest thing I ever heard. If you consult the deed. And I happen to have a copy here before me. You will note where it says. Well, that print's so small, I can hardly read it. It is, nevertheless, legible. Uh, mm. It states clearly. Seller holds in perpetuum all rights to the heretofore described Armagansett stream. Well, you mean it actually says... Uh, would, you, uh, would you care to use this magnifying lens? Uh, there you are. See? Paragraph three. For which purchaser shall pay $50 per month for use of water? Said fee to increase 8% each year. Well, this is an outrage. I didn't know that clause was in there. Surely your lawyer was aware of it. <laughs> My good Mr. Lamb, we have an agreement, you and I. You're a crook. And never, under any circumstances or conditions, will I do business with you again. Uh, excuse me. Yes, who? Oh, put him on. Uh, do you mind, Mr. Lamb? It's an important long-distance call. Yes, Mr. Roulette. Yes, indeed. Yes, I'm proceeding as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Th there's one tiny obstacle, but we can clear that in short order. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, I'll have good news for you very soon, Mr. Roulette. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Uh, no, sir. Uh, where were we? I was telling you that you were a thief, an unprincipled scoundrel, and that I shall never, under any circumstances, ever do business with you in the future. Mm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Would you mind putting that in writing? Uh, uh, uh putting what in writing? Uh, the fact that you do not intend to exercise your option. What option? Well, if you look at paragraph four, you will see it says that you have an option to purchase the adjoining plot the Armagansett property for the same low price that you paid for the first parcel. Well, why would I ever want to buy even so much as a square inch of ground from you at any price and any condition? Well, that, of course, is your prerogative. Once again, sir, good day. Uh -huh. Then you release me from my obligation to sell you the adjoining plot and thus permit me to place it on the open market. Well, you can do whatever you please. Knowing you, I'm sure it'll be something crooked. Then sign the statement. Oh, no. I sign nothing. Uh, Mr. Lamb, you cannot arbitrarily refuse to acknowledge my right to sell the property elsewhere. I'm acting in good faith. Just a minute. You have a buyer for that property. You are making an inference. Roulette. J. Babington Roulette. He was on the telephone just now. Was he? He's putting up hotels with gambling casinos. Is that a fact? 
The other half of the Armageddon parcel. What a perfect place for a resort hotel. Hmm. Do you really think so? Just this once, you may have outsmarted yourself. In what way? With that option clause. You thought it was all worthless acreage. Hmm. I may have. Now you have to let me have it for 10000 That's what it says. I insist on exercising that option. Oh? Are you sure? Absolutely. That land has to be worth at least a quarter of a million dollars to roulette. How you'd love to have clear, unobstructed rights to the land so that you could sell it to him yourself. <laughs> this time I've got you. I'll make the fortune. Mr. Roulette will have to buy that land for me, and at my price. Am I to understand that you wish to exercise your option? Have the papers drawn up. That's my client, Julius K. Barley. And who am I? Remember when the fellow was talking about the good angel and the bad angel that attends every man his whole life long? It so happens that I am Benjamin Benign, Mr. Barley's good angel. And I don't have an easy time of it. I'm usually on the carpet for the way I handle Mr. Barley. My supervisor, Mr. Nimbus, lives and breathes the rule book. Mr. Benign, I have a report here concerning Mr. Barley's latest escapade. Well, Mr. Nimbus, it isn't exactly an evil deed. No one forced Mr. Lamb to buy that second parcel of land. Mr. Barley implied there was an eagle fire for the property. Uh, Mr. Barley never said so directly. Mr. Lamb chose to make the inference. The fact is, you cannot cheat an honest man. But the fact is, Mr. Barley cheated Mr. Lamb on the first transaction. All the conditions were spelled out in the agreement. In small print, but it wasn't illegal. It was done with the intention to cheat. What have you been doing to keep Mr. Barley honest, upright, virtuous? I've been trying very hard. He goes from bad to worse. <sighs> I suppose I'll just have to try harder. I wonder if you're qualified to handle this assignment. I never lost a client yet. That's true. Yes, that's a fact. I have the computer readout of your activities since the beginning of time. Well, that should mean something. It could mean you never had a client that the other side really wanted. Well, we have no way of knowing if that's true. We do now. You see, Mr. Benign... We have received a report from our intelligence. The other side has replaced Mr. Barley's current operative. I... I can't believe that. It means they think he has the potential to go all the way. Oh, not Junius K. Barley. I don't think there's any real harm in him. They've called in their ace, Nick Hellborn. Nick Hellborn? Yes, Nick Hellborn. Ah, after a while you get to know the competition. And as they were putting in Nick Hellborn on Junius K. Barley, it was proof they thought he had terrific potential. Nick only worked presidents, kings, dictators, robber barons throughout history, only the top people. And it was Nick Hellborn who had turned them into men of evil. Uh, Mr. Nimbus, 
don't replace me. You must admit you haven't been aggressive enough. Yes, but now that I've got some real competition, it'll kind of spur me on to greater effort. Mm, we won't make a change just yet. Uh, but you'll have to show some positive results. And soon. Results. That's all they care about. Ah, I wish they'd give us a little more ammunition. The other side offers them wine, women, and song, or, as someone put it, power, health, and pleasure. And what can we give them? I said before that we generally know the competition, and they know us. I ran into my opposite number, Nick Hellborn, of maybe... He ran into me. What do you say, kid? Hello, Nick. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to put an end to your batting streak. Don't be too sure of that, Nick. I guarantee you this. Junior K. Barney is going to be my main man. We'll see about that. <laughs> I like your spirit. Uh, but you don't know who you're talking to. I worked the cream of the crop. I had a till of the hun. I owned Machiavelli. Yes, yes, I know all your credits. And Junior's K. Barley is the exact kind of character. I say he isn't. Oh, I'm sorry, but all the signs are there. And he's got the appetite. He's ready, and I'm ready. You won't get him. That's what this game is all about, isn't it? To see who has the last word. The last word. What is the last word? We know it's a concept that puzzles many philosophers. For in truth, the last word is the word that has yet to be spoken. And in a world that has no beginning and seemingly no ending, who can identify which word was first and which will be last? Hopefully, we may make some progress in that direction in our second act. So it gets down to this. The basic struggle in the world is between good and evil. And no matter how we may state the problem or the challenge, at the bottom it's always a case of doing right or doing wrong. And all of our arguments and justifications for pursuing a questionable course of action are like French cooking, which is the art of enhancing an inferior cut of meat with an intriguing sauce. I was worried. I was even frightened. While Barley wasn't exactly a good man, he wasn't exactly a bad one either. But now the other side had their eye on him and assigned their top operative, Nick Helborn. It was a cause for concern. How and when would Nick Helborn strike? And through whom? Yes. Who? Very well. Send her in. Good morning, Mr. Barley. I'm uh, Mrs. Quackenbush. Oh, <laughs> you're Mrs. Quackenbush? Of course. 
Uh, well, I, somehow I hadn't pictured someone like you when my secretary announced your name. You hadn't? Well, you hardly look like someone named Quackenbush. <laughs> well, that's my name. Cynthia Dolly Quackenbush. The very sound of the name calls to mind an elderly, uh, uh, a more mature type of woman. <laughs> but I'm happiest when everyone calls me Dolly. <laughs> Uh, what may I do for you? We are about to enter a rather intimate relationship. Hmm, we are? Certainly. That is, in a business sense. Oh, I see. Now, you were recommended to me as one to whom I could safely trust my affairs. Was I? But now that poor Hubert is no longer with us, uh, Hubert was my late, dear, departed. Oh, I'm sorry. We must all leave sooner or later. Hmm. And Hubert left me rather well provided for, I think. Uh, you think? Well, you would have to evaluate the investments and so forth. Now, you must excuse me. Oh, of course. Uh, and I'll make a complete study. Will you do that? I'm due for lunch with the Baroness Duval. Oh, the Baroness Duval. Oh, you mean the famous French divorcee? Oh, she's a dear friend. I always use her apartment when I'm in Paris. <laughs> do you? Um, yes, I'll try to analyze your portfolio as soon as possible. Oh, no, Raj. See, I'm leaving tomorrow for Washington. Biff is doing a command performance at the White House. Uh, Biff? Valentine Turkus. Oh. Oh, you mean the great violinist? Oh, well, Biff's a dear friend. And he always makes sure the gang's invited to come along. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, when do you think you'll be back in town? Oh, well, that's hard to say. Now, tomorrow's Thursday, and we're all going to the Costa del Sol for the weekend. Uh, uh, you mean the Costa del Sol uh, in Spain? Yes, it's been discovered. No sort go now. But these are democratic times, so what can you do? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, then you'll be back next week. Next week? Oh, that's an eternity away. Uh, uh, when will you return? Eventually, my dear. <laughs> Eventually. was Nick Helborn's opening gun. And what a gun, eh? Dolly sparkled with delight and glowed with promise. And every word she said touched the nerve. She was raising the curtain on a new fantastic world for Junius K. Barley. And what did I have to fight her with? Whom did I have to fight her with? Supper's almost ready, Junius. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get home too late. Oh, it's, it's, it's all right. Oh, I had such an exciting day at the school. Did you? I finally think I've been able to reach the Everett boy. Mm-hmm. Little Artie Everett, I do believe he'll be able to read any day now. Mm-hmm. Did you have an interesting day? Routine. Oh, poor genius. Darling, what kind of life is it to just handle pieces of paper? <laughs> You forget many of those pieces of paper are money. And the object is to make each of them create more pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. If you can do it. You can do it. You can do it very well. Actually... Actually what? Actually, there are those people who say you can do it too well. Uh, now, look here, Ruth. Everything I've ever done is legitimate and above board. Oh, I'm sure of that. Business is a battle of wits. The idea is to get all you can from the other fellow. Because he's out to get all he can from you. And if a fellow isn't as smart or as clever as you are... Uh, or as ruthless? Uh, yes, ruthless. That part of it. But where can it lead? 
human touch. Oh, darling, I'll tell you what let's do tonight. Uh, Ruthie, I'm really tired. Why don't we go to the community house? What for? I could teach the girls swimming, and you could coach some boys basketball. Uh, why don't we do that some other time? Well, everybody has to try to help out in this world. Yeah, sure. Later. Uh, did you bring home the evening paper? Uh, oh, oh, I did. Junior, please listen to me. Oh, I expect 
like there's more of a tussle, if you know what I mean. It's all too easy. You think so? You don't have Junius K. Barley yet. I've got him all wrapped in a package and tied with a bow. I could remind you not to count your chickens. Hmm. You could. I could also tell you that you can't sell the skin of a bear that's still in the woods. And you know what I can tell you, kiddo? Anytime a guy starts spouting proverbs, it's a sign he's whistling in the graveyard. Oh, by the way, don't forget to tune in the TV tonight, hmm? TV? What TV? Then I remembered the concert, the command performance, and she would be there. Dolly would be there. And, of course, Junius would be watching on his TV. I could see from the way the camera was pointing that just past the solarist, you could most of the time see this absolutely fantastic-looking woman. And I could picture Junius staring at her.
which proves beyond all doubt that if you have a choice of being beautiful or homely, you shouldn't hesitate for one moment. Right now, watch a beautiful lady go to work. Uh, Dolly, I... I have examined all of the papers that you left with me. Oh. The documents that comprise your late husband's estate. Yes. The stocks, uh, the bonds, the various securities, and so forth. And? Uh, well, this is what I find so difficult to say. So sooner or later you will have to say it. Uh, yes. Then say it now. Very well. Your husband left you no estate. Uh, I beg your pardon. I said, your husband left you no estate. Oh, but that's impossible. Uh, I gave you that portfolio. Uh, I, I am aware of Then that. how can you say he left me no estate? All the stocks, all the bonds, all the securities are worthless. I don't believe that. I, I'm, I'm truly sorry. Oh, it can't be. Uh, you own hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bonds from the Triple Square Corporation. It's a moribund... Company. But I don't understand. Nothing there could be worth anything. A silver mine abandoned years ago. Played out. One company after another, dead or, or ready to die. <laughs> Your husband left you all this. Well, he speculated. There would be wild swings one day. He'd be up and one day he'd be down. Unfortunately, I suppose he died on a, a down day. Well, I must say that you're taking this rather calmly. Shouldn't I? <laughs> We've just been informed that you've been reduced to poverty. Well, I, I could never be poor. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, you couldn't? I have too many friends. Uh, well, the terrible truth is that valid friendships are only possible among equals, and, Dolly, you're no longer equal to your friends. Uh, financially. Oh, that's merely a temporary condition. Ah. Then you have other assets. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I'm relieved to hear that. I have one other asset at this time. And what is that? You should say, who? And I would answer, you. Me? Of course. I'm... I'm not sure I understand. Don't you? Come here. I'm sure I can explain it. Uh, Dolly, I... Come with uh, me, Junius. Uh, where? Anywhere. Everywhere. Do you want to spend the rest of your life in this suffocating little law office? Pulling little deals here and there? You have a nice little home and a nice little wife and a nice little life. Is that what you want? You're bored. That's why you fleece little suckers like Mr. Lamb. Uh, How do you know that I... Oh, come out into the world, Junius, and meet some big suckers. Uh, What are you saying? You belong out there with me. I have the contacts. Whom do you want to meet? All the doors are open to me. Let me take you inside. You belong up there with me. With you? We belong together. But I'm uh, married now. Oh, it's just as easy to get yourself unmarried. You mean divorce, Ruthie? Do you love her? Uh, well, I, 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 I haven't thought about it uh, uh, lately. That's what I mean. You should be thinking about her day and night. I could make you think about me day and night. Well, but I... Oh, I understand. You did love her at first. After all, that's why you married her. But do you still find her as interesting, as stimulating, as exciting? Look at me and answer that. I... 
Do you want to spend the rest of your life with plain little Ruthie? He was slipping through my fingers. I was getting panicky. I had never lost a client before, but this one was going. Just about gone. They wanted Junius K. Barley. They wanted him so badly they were pulling out all the stops. I'd never felt so much pressure in all my career. And, of course, Nick kept rubbing it in constantly. Well, here we are, kiddo, in the bottom of the ninth. You got two strikes on you, two out, and you're down by a dozen runs. What do you do now? This thing is far from over. I'll save him somehow. Say, do you want me to put in a good word for you? What are you talking about? Well, you've got good style. Anytime you want to jump the club you're with now and come over to mine, we can find a good spot for you. No, thank you, Mr. Hellboy. You should be with a real outfit. Where you get something to work with, especially dames like, um, I got Dolly. Who you got? Ruthie? I'm happy with Ruthie. Uh, but which one of them got the looks? And which is just the plain Jane? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, there you go with the proverbs again. A sure sign you're about to press the panic button. But far worse than Nick Helborn was my own supervisor, Mr. Nimbus. He had not only pressed the panic button, he was sitting on it. What do you propose to do now, Benjamin? I'm doing everything I possibly can. Uh, we can only hope for the best. This is one we cannot afford to lose. We can't afford to lose any of them. But you get their specialties, I understand. Oh, do you? Do you really? A man with Barley's brains happens along once every millennium. In the long hand, in the hands of Nick Helborn, he could become a monster. He could take over the world. I know that. You must fight for him. Fight? What did he think I was doing, anyhow? But every day I would watch what Nick Helborn was throwing at Junior. And Colette has this darling penthouse in Paris. And Giorgio says we can use his yacht to cruise the Greek islands at any time. And what did I have going for me? Junius, do you suppose we could volunteer for the hospital blood donor committee? There's no question that Nick had Dolly casting her spell. She was ready to make her kill. The money's no problem, darling. First, we can sell all my poor late husband's securities. Especially the mines. Uh, but they're worthless. Of course. Well, then that's not exactly honest, is it? No, not exactly. I've never done anything before, Dolly, that was out and out dishonest. So why not? You flirt with the idea constantly, don't you? Well, You I, come I, close. Oh, so very close. And then you, you back away. Why? Why? Well... You delight in toying with the concept. You want to. You want to so badly. Why don't you? You want to be rich. Really rich. It can happen. 
You can sell anybody anything. <laughs> worthless mine? You've already sold worthless land. I made no claims for it. Oh, oh I may have allowed people's imaginations to run unchecked, but, uh, but, but I never lied. Let the record show that. Why are you so concerned with the record? What record? How do you know there actually is a record or that somebody is watching or even cares? I... You want me. You know you want me. And you want wealth and power. And you can have it all. Dolly, I... It's all yours. Take it. Take it. He was all softened up for a kill. Sooner or later, he would have to talk to Ruthie and tell her. For days, I'd been watching him, trying to nerve himself for the ordeal. He was going to leave her. That much he had practically decided. But first there would have to be a scene, and he didn't like scenes. Ah. Of course, there was no way I could talk to him. There was no way I could talk to Ruthie either. There was one idea I might be able to get across to her. Just one little thing she should say to him. It might tip the balance. You're home early. Uh, yes, Ruthie. I wanted to talk to you. I know. Uh, well, what do you know? I guess I know everything. Hmm? Well, what, what, what does that mean? Well, it means... You want to leave me. Uh, oh, oh, why do you say that? It's true, isn't it? Who, who... Who told you? You told me. Now, wait a minute. When did I tell you? Oh, not in words. I could tell by the way you react to me. Lucy, I... There is another woman, isn't there? Yes. I... I suppose she has a lot to offer. She does, doesn't she? Yes. Very beautiful, isn't she? Oh, yes. And very rich? Well, she knows how to become rich. And so do you. Uh, that's true. From now on, you just won't shear the lambs anymore. You'll go on to the wolves. Uh, you could say that. There won't be any stopping you. No holds barred, no rules. Devil take the hindmost. Uh, I'm sorry, but there are things I want. Lucy, there are things I have to have. And you will, Jimmy. You'll have them all. She can give you everything. Except one thing. Hmm? I'm the only one who can give you that. What? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, a night's sleep. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I could always sleep at night. Of course. What did you have on your mind? Or on your conscience? Oh, you may have pulled a sharp little deal here and there, but... Who did you ever hurt? Who did you ever destroy? Oh, I, I've seen your new lady. She's beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. You're being very generous. How many other men will want her, too? Men as handsome as you. Handsomer. You'll be getting older. That'll keep you awake. At least with a plain wife, you don't have those worries. No, Lucy, I, I wouldn't say you were plain. I but... said you were going after the wolves. But you'll be a wolf, too. They'll also be out to get you. You'll need friends, associates. But will you be able to trust them? That'll help keep you awake. Lucy. Now that I think of it, you might just as well 
Go off with her. What are you saying? What can I offer you? Only one small thing. A good night's sleep. She said it. Somehow I've gotten through to her, and she said it. He stood there and laughed. <laughs> Ruthie, can you forget what I said and forgive me? I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget it. And that's the way it ended. I preserved my record. Mr. Nimbus no longer nibbles on his fingernails when he thinks of Junius K. Barley. And even old Nick Kelborn had a compliment for me. Well, kid, you did a great job. But tomorrow's another day. And so it is. As they used to say, another day, another dollar. But that was way back when a dollar a day was a handsome wage indeed. But while tomorrow will always be another day, yet in some ways, it will be the same day as today. In one way or another, it will present us with the same problems, the same challenges, the same opportunities. could there possibly be? For if virtue could be bought or sold, why then it simply wouldn't be virtue. And the very next time, some still small voice within you urges you to follow a virtuous course. Remember, it's the voice of Mr. Benjamin Benign or one of his colleagues. They need all the help they can get. And so do you. Cast included Fred Gwynn, Bob Dryden, Ray Owens, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.